And welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some readers might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Kayla, the Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. Today, I'm going to be reading from Drizzle Dreams and Love Struck Things by Maya Prasad. She is a South Asian American author who writes middle grade and YA books like the Seja Sinha series, which is a STEM chapter book series. And the book we're going to be reading today is her debut novel. It's a 2022 YA book. It won the 2023 Children's Book Council for Young Adults and Librarian Favorite. And here is the summary. Four sisters, four seasons, four flavors of romance. The Singh sisters grew up helping their father navigate the bustle of the Songbird Inn. Nestled on a dreamy and drizzly Orca Island in the Pacific Northwest, the inn has always been warm and cozy and filled with interesting guests. The perfect home. But things are about to heat up now that the Songbird has been named the most romantic inn in America. Nithi has everything planned out until an autumn storm brings a wayward tree crashing into her life, and along with it, an intriguing construction worker and a yearning for her motherland. Suddenly, she's questioning everything she thought she wanted. A bunny can't sit still. If she does, her grief for Pop, their dad's late husband, will overwhelm her, so she keeps moving as much as she can, planning an elaborate winter ball in Pop's memory until a blizzard traps her in a barn with the boy she accidentally stood up and has been actively avoiding ever since. Sharisha loves seeing the world through her camera, but her shyness prevents her from stepping out from behind the lens. Talking to girls is such a struggle. When a pretty actress comes to the songbird with her theater trope, spring has sprung for Sharisha, if only she could find the words. Rani is a hopeless romantic. After gently nudging her sisters to open their hearts, she is convinced it's finally her turn to find love. When two potential suitors float in on a summer breeze, Ronnie is swept up in grandeur to match her wildest Bollywood dreams. But which boy is the one she's meant to be with? Ultimately, the magic of the Songbird Inn leads the tight-knit Sing sisters to new passions and breathtaking kisses, and to unearth the truest versions of themselves, Perfect for fans of Jenny Hans to all the boys I've loved before, this sparkling debut celebrates sisterhood, family, and the love all around us. Ooh, so that's the summary. This is a released duology, the second book in the series Wild Wishes and Windswept Kisses just came out, so there's not a wait. You don't have to wait to hear what happens next with the Sing Sisters. It's a fiction with a multi-POV. It's a rom-com with sisterhood. It's got joyful representation and celebration of family and first love. And it follows our four main characters through the seasons. So you see each girl find love in each season, which I think is really interesting. And it's just written so well. Some content warnings, death, alcohol, grief, racism, and microaggressions Please take care of yourself first. And without further ado, 
let's get started. And there's a prologue. Love is garbage. It clearly didn't exist. Not if Ronnie couldn't find it on Orca's Island, where the waves and the sun and the pebble beach stretched across the horizon, a cinematographer's dream. Summers here were nothing but endless idyllic moments, lazy kayaking through protected inlets and lush berries from help yourself farm stands and the scent of the neighboring lavender field tickling your nose. Romance felt like a nutrient in the soil, a fragrance in the air. Ronnie had been certain Raj was going to kiss her that last morning of his family vacation. A wedding had kept everyone dancing in the barn late into the previous night, and her family's inn sat still and silent. Raj and Ronnie were the only ones up, sipping coffee from thermoses and sharing a plate of pan au chocolat from on the porch hammock. I'm really going to miss, he leaned toward her, the blush of sunrise painted across the sea. Yes? Ronnie licked her lips, hungry for more than breakfast. All 16 years of her life had led up to this moment to be kissed by the sweetest guy she'd ever met. Your dad's gulab jamun, he finished. Seriously? He was going to miss the dessert? Yes, the gulab jamun were puffy and soft and melted in your mouth in syrupy yumminess, but they were also just fried dough. So much for being the sweetest guy she'd ever met more like the most clueless. It was now the last weekend of August. Junior year was about to begin. Raj had returned to his home on the mainland and Ronnie was stuck on this godforsaken rock with the aforementioned dessert as her only solace. She and her three sisters had squeezed together across the length of the non-romantic hammock Raj hadn't kissed her on, their elbows and knees bumping each other in the usual tangled mess. Why the Singh sisters enjoyed sitting this way? was a mystery. <sighs> Ronnie sighed loudly into the hint of lavender and cumin in the gulab jamun, complemented with freshly churned vanilla ice cream. She'd better load up because fall was coming and there wouldn't be any strong arms to keep her warm. Are you still wallowing? There will be other boys, you know, Nithi said. Of course, her eldest sister's practicality was exactly not what Ronnie needed right then. About to start her senior year, Nithi was all lanky limbs and big dreamy eyes and lashes for days. Even though she'd be turning 18 in a few weeks, she still styled her hair as if she was a child in two long braids. Ronnie's fingers itched to free those curls, but she resisted. Easy for you to say, you have a boyfriend. Despite Nithi's unfortunate taste in hairstyles, she was the one with the cute guy attached at the hip. The universe was so unfair. You're being dramatic, Nithi poked her with a bony elbow. You always say I'm being dramatic, because you always are. Ronnie looked to her twin for help, but as usual, Avani wasn't paying attention. Even in shorts and a t-shirt, hair and a careless ponytail, Avani effortlessly pulled off her charming outdoorsy look. It really wasn't fair because Ronnie was a good two inches shorter and she didn't have the same easy breezy girl next door face. Her own delicate features had to be coaxed out with the right hair and makeup and outfits, such as the unfortunately itchy lilac blouse Ronnie wore today. Her twin was busy scribbling in her journal and simultaneously texting while her own bowl of gulab jamun perched precariously on the porch railing. Uh-oh. Ronnie reached out to stabilize it, but Sarisha beat her to it. They exchanged a quick smile. 
Avani was always doing 20 things at once, a whirling frenzy of unrelenting energy that Ronnie admired, even when she had to take cover from any unintended side effects. Sarisha was the only one who listened to Ronnie talk for hours on end without getting exasperated. The youngest of the Singh sisters was only 15, petite with long straight hair, generally in a wild tangle from traipsing through the woods with her beloved camera. Ronnie had told Sarisha she'd looked amazing in a bob so many times, but would any of her sisters listen to her sage advice? No. By now, Ronnie could tell that even Sarisha was getting impatient with all the moping, her sympathetic noises receding as she got up to focus her DSLR toward the sea. Telltale plumes of water shot into the air, a school of whales on the move, click, click, click. The songbird inn faced south over the craggy edge of a cliff with panoramic views that allowed the Singh sisters to enjoy both sunset and sunrises over the Salish Sea. They would often retreat to the hammock on the peaceful southeast corner of the wraparound porch, tucked away from the large southern outdoor deck filled with tables for the inn's guests. Though the inn now boasted a robin's egg blue exterior, tons of oversized windows, and a restored craftsman elegance, Ronnie hadn't forgotten the crumbling monstrosity that Dad had purchased nearly ten years before. Still grieving for Mom after she passed, he needed a project and a change of scenery. And Ronnie had to admit that he transformed this place into a cozy haven. It was beautiful, but the thing was, nobody ever stayed and the end-of-season emptiness of the inn had stolen into Ronnie's soul. She wiped a tear from her cheek, feeling completely and utterly sorry for herself. And that was when a thick yellow envelope came hurtling toward the porch, rocketing out from the island mail truck that had just arrived in the inn's parking lot to the east. The sisters shrieked and scrambled to get out of the way, but Ronnie fumbled at the edge of the hammock, and the package ended up laying smack dab in the center of her dish. Syrup and ice cream splattered everywhere while the mail truck sped away without a pause. Perfect, Ronnie grumbled, dabbing ineffectively at a stain on her blouse. Despite being itchy, Ronnie had saved a lot for it, and she hoped it wasn't ruined. The package was soggy and torn, so Ronnie unwrapped it to reveal a shiny wooden plaque. Nithy peered over her shoulder. Hey, the songbird won an award for the most romantic inn in America. That's amazing. Goosebumps raced across Ronnie's bare arms. Ooh, really? Avani tucked her journal shut and nudged Ronnie with sudden interest. What if the Obamas come to stay here? That would be pretty cool, Ronnie admitted. They're basically royalty. What if actual royalty came? Sarisha squealed, like a princess from some tiny island nation. Nobody's heard of, or a prince, if that's what you're into. Nithi laughed. I'd settle for a boost in business. We need the extra cash flow. Don't be boring. Ronnie elbowed her. We're dreaming here. In that case, I'm rooting for the Obamas. Possibilities splashed among the sisters like baby seals, while late summer sunshine dripped deep into their brown skin. They had to make the most of it before the infamous rain and clouds of the Pacific Northwest returned. But suddenly, the change of seasons didn't seem quite so daunting to Ronnie, the most romantic inn in America. It really was, wasn't it? The award, the prospect of a little publicity, the sisters' fanciful predictions of fame and fortune shifted something inside her, driving away the vestiges of an unkissed summer. In its place, an unshakable feeling settled into her bones. 
the sweet conviction that interesting things really were heading her way. And also, interesting someones. All right, and that is the end of the prologue. If you decide to read this book, part one starts in fall with Nithi, and it's really interesting because it's about a tree crashes through their house, and it's all about her dealing with all of that and some drama ensues, it's very interesting. What do you guys think is going to happen next? How do you think all of these romances are going to play out? I hope you found this chapter intriguing enough to check it out. If not, there's always another book just waiting to be discovered. You can check out both this book and the second book as a physical copy in the library. If you need any help with your library card, don't hesitate to let us know. Please check the show notes for some read-alikes. Thank you for listening, and join me next time for another Next Reads.